broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 77 of Welcome Home. This is uh, me, Tom. I got Trevor. I've got Damon. How's it going, guys? Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to have energy when with all this stuff going on, right? That is true. That is true. But we did get our, our thousand people in the group number, which is awesome. We'll say thank you to everyone. It's been wonderful. And we do have a post in there if you're looking for these new pins, which, again, you might need, you know, a weightlifter's belt to actually wear them if you put them on your shirt or something. But other than that, you know, they they look very nice. They look very nice. This is how I guess we can explain them. There's two pins in the back of the pin, right? It's one of those larger ones that you might get at Disney. But, you know, thanks to everyone for doing that. And we are going to be giving them away to five people. And the other thing that we did ask, which I thought was great timing was that if you could just also send or click a review on iTunes, write something, just click the stars, whatever you need to do, that we would count that as two entries into this random pin giveaway once we get them. And then, I mean, then you got to probably wait like 10 months for Tom to mail them out. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, you'll be a winner in your own mind until you get them. That, but that right. gives you time to work out so that you can actually wear the pin. <laughs> so you can, yeah, you got to bulk up. You got to bulk you up. You definitely got to bulk up for these pins. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, so I, we appreciate all that. I, I was laughing at the post though because I, after you posted that, Damon, I'm like, this is all just people telling us how great we are. I feel like Damon just needed like a, like a boost today and uh, wanted well, to just hear about how awesome we are. <laughs> you know, what it was is I, I really start to, I, I can't come up with ideas anymore. And on the weekend, like, I'm definitely tapped out. So I was like, oh, gosh, what am I going to say so people can actually write something so we can pick somebody? I didn't want to just do one, hey, post your name. So I thought that was a good way, right? As a non-argumentative. And it's yeah. been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless you talk about how we should be more professional or less professional, because that will that'll cause a huge argument in that group. So. <laughs> As many done, times, I think we've right? done a good job at that. I think we really have, you know, upped our game a little bit to say. I think so least. too. I, it's, it, it is interesting because I do listen to some other podcasts. I have a lot of friends now that ask me, Hey, you know, I'm starting a podcast. Can you listen to it? Can you help me out? I know my cousin's doing one on, uh, I guess they are playing cards. I didn't realize that like playing cards are a collectible sort of big deal thing, but he's uh, doing one and, I have another friend that's doing one, and so they keep asking me, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, at least I can help out on some of the things that people got us on for the first year and yeah. hopefully help the other people. But it's been a great experience. I definitely feel like we've all benefited from it, and I don't know. It helps me at work when I have to give presentations, right? Exactly. It's good to have public speaking sp- skills, right, as I mess up the word <laughs> skills. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh. Uh, so... Trevor, I don't know if you want to say anything. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, do, do we want to... Uh, do you want to get into it? Yeah, <laughs> let, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm going to preface this by saying we have been avoiding this topic for at least two episodes. And, and you know, I know a lot of people come to listen to us and to listen to other Disney podcasts to kind of get away from the negative and get away from the real world and, and things like that. But at this point, we kind of have to talk about, about the coronavirus and what the effect that it is having on the parks. As most of you know, the, the, you know, now all of the Disney parks are closed 
And so we do have to talk about this at this point. We, you know, we can't really just pretend like this isn't happening. And, and, you know, we are going to try to keep it to a minimum. You know, we, we do want to still, you know, have, have the show be fun and, 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 you know, get you away from, from these things. But one of the things we wanted to do, and, and this was very gracious of our guests to join us today. And we have Nick Cotton from uh, DVC Resale Market, who is our sponsor and our friend. And probably, I think Nick, you were our first guest ever on the show. I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, you're on like episode like four. <laughs> I think yes, yeah, that, that's right. And it's it's an honor to uh, be the first guest, and it's an honor to be back. So thanks for having me back. Yeah. So Nick, if you could, uh, a lot of our listeners are are fairly new, so may, they might have never heard you on the show before. They've only heard Derek and Marissa. So if you wouldn't mind going through just kind of your background uh, and uh, you know just DVC resale market as a whole, that would be great. I think. Yeah. So a little bit about myself originally started as an industrial engineer for the Walt Disney Company in 2004. I did that till 2008. Then I became a Disney Vacation Club guide, working on land at Disney World, also on the cruise ship. And so it was, it was kind of funny. One day I go from basically doing internal consulting as an engineer for DVC. The next day I'm selling for DVC. And then in 2014, I uh, founded uh, and started uh, DVC Resale Market. I really wanted a way where people could buy and sell in the resale world with the expertise of somebody that had worked as a Disney Vacation Club guide. And so since that time, it's been great. I mean, you know, now we've been in business for six years, and we have uh, just an amazing team, 11 former Disney Vacation Club guides. Uh, we have uh, two former quality assurance managers, and then uh, we have another admin person we had, had uh, hired just a few months ago, Karen Sheff, who she was she was with Disney Vacation Club when it was still dirt in 1991, and she's worked in really all facets of DVC. So, you know, great staff. I, it, if for some of the newer listeners, uh, you you may have heard uh, some of our top sales associates come on here, um, like Marissa and Derek. I mean, I'm I'm happy to uh, be back myself. Yeah, they, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And and I think what we wanted to talk a little bit about is the you know the short term, the long term effects to DVC from this from this shutdown that's occurring. You know, from from just the coronavirus in general, the the pandemic that's going on. You know, what what are maybe some of the short term and long term impacts? You wrote a really great article about this on your on your website, but I I think this is uh, you know something that a lot of members are wondering about, and a lot of people you know that are maybe looking to purchase or, or even sell are are wondering about. So I, I think that's something we we would definitely love to hear from you about. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, for anybody who wants a little bit of something to, to read to go along with it, if you go to our website, dvcresellemarket.com, just go to our blog section. Our last two blogs right now, you know, do get onto the topic here of the coronavirus. The one of them is kind of a general update one. The second one that, that really, you know, kind of you're, you're alluding to is more of, okay, well, what is it? What do we think this looks like from a short term and long term impact to DVC specifically? And you know, to get a little bit into the short term, you know, I, I would say it's it's what it's it's creating is a little bit more intense of a buyer's market, which you know you really don't see that often in DVC. You know, the last time that we really saw more of a buyer's market in the uh, Disney Vacation Club resale universe was really probably 2016. And while we didn't have necessarily global things going on, we had 
some some tough stuff we were dealing with here in Orlando, specifically, you know, in the summer of, of 2016. And, you know, that, you know, helped create a little bit of a buyer's market. And where it traditionally it, it, Disney Vacation Club is just so popular, unlike almost everything else in the timeshare world, it, you know, that's always a buyer's market that, that doesn't happen a lot with Disney Vacation Club. So I think we're going into a little bit more of that. So what that means is, uh, I think for buyers, uh, especially when we hear, gosh, you know, wish I could, you know, have gotten a contract in 2016 or 2017 and because prices, you know, generally have, have gone up historically for Disney Vacation Club, you know, you're probably going to have a little bit of an opportunity to, to grab things at a little bit of a cheaper price. Doesn't mean that everything that we have listed is going to be that way, but, you know, you have some sellers, you know, who, you know, aren't in as much of a rush. You have some that'll be a little bit more of a rush. I do think, you know, I think we, I think we all realize that what we're going through right now, you know, is a blip. We don't know when, how long it'll be, but we know that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel for sure with this. So I think you're probably going to have some sellers who will, you know, hold a little more steadfast. But I think for those that, you know, were motivated to want to sell in, in a few weeks or maybe a month or two, you know, I think you will see them being more negotiable, if not already proactively dropping their prices. So, you know, that does represent a little bit of, you know, of a dip in the market probably and the buyers can take advantage of. You know, I wouldn't be surprised in five or six months if we're talking to some buyers and they're kind of in the if a shoulda woulda crowd that yeah you know you know i wish i would have probably bought you know then i would go a little cheaper price now that being said you know everybody has to do what's best for them and and right now you know people you know maybe a little skittish and that's and and that's fine and, and maybe not the right time for them but i think for those that you know are willing and able to do it they're probably going to get some good deals you know specifically right now we've got uh, pretty high level of inventory, especially with certain resorts like Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and Boardwalk. I think those are some really, really great buys right now. You know, in the DVC resale universe, typically January brings about kind of a perfect storm where everybody gets their annual dues bill. And uh, well, about half, I would say half the members pay them annually. The other half pays, pays it monthly, but you get a lot, you get the dues bill comes out and then that's when a lot of people decide if they're going to sell or not. But at the same time, you're at the very start of vacation planning season. And so our, our biggest buying season generally goes January through April. So you get a lot of inventory, but you get a lot of buyers. Well, this, you know, this situation has struck us kind of right in the middle of peak buying season. So you, you've still got, you know, relatively high inventory levels. You know, from January, but yet you've got now a dip in the amount of buyers in the market. Where typically on an average day this time of year, we might be selling 11 to 12 contracts a day. Uh, you know, now we're selling maybe seven to eight. So it doesn't mean there's not buyers there, but you know, there's less. And so if you are a buyer, you know, it's going to bring about you know stronger opportunities for sellers. You know, for them, it, you know, you, we can still move your contract right now, no doubt about it. Doesn't mean you need to delist it if you have a contract with us, but if 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 you're wanting the highest price, you know maybe you hold steadfast. It's not if if it if the contract sits there uh, till you know perhaps July or August, not a big deal. It's not like a house where people think you did something wrong to the plumbing, right? It's all maintained by Disney. But you know I think that's the that that's at least the the place we're going to be in in the short in the short term will be you know a bit of a buyer's market. So there will be some opportunities there for buyers and like like I said for sellers, if you're still you know if you're motivated to sell it, we'll still get it moved. But you may need to be a little bit more negotiable than you would have been previously. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, I should mention too. I, I you know I didn't say this before, but obviously this is a very serious situation, and we we hope everybody out there as well. And you know we we just want to give you kind of a different perspective of this, so we can talk about it with without really talking about it. I guess you know it's it's a very serious thing out there, but also it's affecting Disney and DVC, and so we we want to bring you as much information as we can on it. So uh, so Nick, I, I appreciate that. That's a really really great update. It's interesting to see how that's affecting the resale market. What what do you think long term? Yeah, so you know, I think long term, you know, this is Disney, right? I mean, even even the, you know, uh, speaking to the seriousness of this, you know, the decision to close the parks and put health over profit is obviously, you know, that's what you expect Disney to do, and that's a smart decision. And also, even from a legal legal standpoint, you know, it it, it you know puts them in a much better uh, position to reduce liability. So, you know. There's so many reasons, you know, you know, Disney will continue to be very, very strong. But I also think, you know, when you have a dynamic like this, you know, you always look for comparables. And no situation is exactly like another situation. You know, I worked at Disney Vacation Club Direct during the, 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 the Great Recession, as it's often referred to, the mortgage crisis. You know, that felt very different. That felt like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to last? kind of a thing and, and we know it's not going to be a blip it's, it's going to be you know very extended like it was you know from talking to a lot of you know veterans we have some on our own team uh, that, that were there during 9-11 Umberto Santos Karen Guider Rafael Massa and you know from talking to them you know, it kind of has a little bit of a feeling like that in a way. Not to say that this this is in no way a terrorist attack, of course, and 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 it you know, you know, the the death toll is not nearly what it you know was in nine eleven for Americans. But you know, in some ways, you know, it just has a little bit of that kind of situation where there's a lot of nervous, unnerving, you know, a, a little shock and awe, if you will, to the whole situation. And you know, I think I, I think sometimes these these kind of situations. You know, give us pause, you know, to kind of realize, you know, what's really important in life and, you know, that time that, you know, with loved ones and how fragile life can be, uh, you know, really becomes comes into perspective. I also think in this situation, we're probably all going to get a little bit of cabin fever over the next few weeks and uh, people are going to be looking to when's that next vacation to get to get out. But, you know, it, it was interesting talking to some of our veterans about, you know, just about the past and, and what they had went through. And I thought Umberto had a really interesting situation interesting point to make during the month of september of 2001 he had sold 30 contracts of those 30 27 of them canceled so he only had three guests that he had that bought that did join with him that month that that, that kept it so he had a 90 percent cancel rate where he typically had under a 10 percent cancel rate then two months later in November, he had one of the best months he had ever had at Disney Vacation Club. Karen Guider, who also worked direct at the time, had almost the exact same experience. So, you know, I, I, I do think, you know, there will be a bounce back, especially for a product like Disney, especially for the vacation industry, especially for situations too, where I think in nine, after 9-11, I think we'll experience something similar to this, is that is that you know we we saw a lot more domestic travel people would opt out a little bit more of international travel i think we'll probably you know there's a good chance we may see a little bit of that scenario people are you know in in after situations like this tend to gravitate more towards uh safe and reliable 
And I don't think there's anything more when you think of vacations that says safe and reliable, like, you know, a Disney vacation. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that Disney comes out very strong when the rebound starts. Um, and I think Disney Vacation Club, you know, will, will, will be going along very strongly for that ride because nothing ensures your Disney vacations more than, than becoming a member of the Disney Vacation Club. So I, I think long term, you know, Things will be very, very bright for Disney and Disney Vacation Club, but you know, dis- despite despite what we're going through right now. Hey, hey Nick, so I have a question. So, you know, do you think that there's going to be some disenchantment with all the pushes in terms of you know Disney Vacation Club people booking? I, I know, like that, we don't necessarily we are thinking about going in October for just a day or two, and we haven't booked it yet, just because you know we, we just haven't booked it, but all these pushbacks, is that going to then create this, you know, mass hysteria of, of getting rooms, you know, once Disney opens back up and then maybe, you know, giving a little bit of disenchantment to some of the DVC members or future DVC members or people looking to add on points because maybe they can't necessarily get a booking because of all of this? Yeah, that's a, it's a fair question. You know, I think you're, you know, I think where you're going with this is basically like, look, you know, these people, there's a lot of people right now who, who aren't going to, to, uh, Disney World, um, because the parks are, are not operating. And so they're going to get their points back, which is great from that email that Terry uh, Schultz had sent out last week. However, you know, obviously that, that demand now is going to get moved forward and it's going to create more capacity problems. So I think it's a fair point, you know, but I would say, you know, like this is this what we're going through is a blip. We will get past it. I think you know the inventory constraints that we we may see that from this will also be temporary. And I think too, you know, I I, I think what may happen is you know okay, well maybe you know instead of getting the boardwalk, you're at Saratoga Springs. You know, or maybe instead of being at Grand Floridian, you're at Old Key West. You know. That may be a you know a very strong possibility. Maybe the dates that you ideally want to go aren't there, but hey, we've got these other dates. So you know, I I think in perspective, if that's the worst thing that comes of this, I think we'll all be okay. I think I think we'll I think everybody's going to much more appreciate their Disney vacation and what we've got. So I, I you know I I, there, I think there's always going to be some of that, but I think at the end of the day. There's going to be such a relief to return to normal and to, to be back at Disney and to have those parks open again. I, I still think they'll come out just fine. So so this actually leads me to another question that just kind of popped up in the back of my mind now. Is Disney Vacation – let's just talk about Disney World for a second. Is it ever maxed out? Like it, is there – again, outside of let's say Christmas or whatever – you know, like you said, if you wanted to go specifically to a resort, maybe you can't get that. If you wanted a specific room, but is DVC does it reach capacity? Yeah, if, I mean, you, if you, you kind you of know what I'm asking, right? Like, yeah, like hey, look, there's no DVC rooms available, no matter what you want or at any resort. No, I, you know, that it, it's true. It, you know, it can. You know, it's 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 possible. There's even a. I know members have. Uh, as members, we can go on our member website and check availability. There's another website out there, I think DV, dvcvacations.com. You, even if it's a non-member, you know, you can glance at availability there. But, you know, you could see if you play around with it, especially if you've ever checked during like Christmas week or something like that, you will see no availability perhaps. You know, maybe there's a one night or something at a grand villa or, you know, something, you know, kind of, you know, obscure, but nothing that, that really you can make a vacation out of. So to your point, it can happen. And, and could we see a little bit more of that, you know, from this 
event, sure. I mean, you know, we're obviously going to be pushing out two weeks, maybe even more, hopefully not too long, of dates that people are going to probably, you know, cancel and rebook. That'll be scattered, you know, throughout the rest of the year and, and into the following year. But, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's all overcomable, though. I think, it, I think, I think it's all something that can work itself out. And, you know, maybe, you know, D- DVC does have the opportunity to unleash some of their own inventory if they choose to. If it becomes, if it became such a problem that it was really affecting the membership negatively, you know, they always have that lever to pull that they can say, hey, well, let's just release some of the inventory we own for points um, that we would typically rent out for cash. You know, for example, you know, a resort that they're actively selling right now, Riviera, they own the vast majority of Riviera steel because they've only sold, sold, you know, a certain percentage of it to the public yet. The rest of that inventory, you know, they have the right to sell that on cash. You know, they could always convert more of that over to points if they needed to. And I think if it came to a situation, kind of what you're alluding to, where it became that serious, you know, that could be a lever that they pull. I, I've got a random question. Oh, Trevor, go ahead. Sorry, I've been talking a lot. You go. No, no, no. I, I, I was just going to reaffirm that, that that's interesting that that Disney can do that. And I, I guess that kind of leads into, yeah, when people are complaining about availability is that they don't understand that there is a bunch of rooms available there that aren't necessarily up for points all the time, right? Like it's it, it's not like every single room is booked through DVC in these resorts, correct? Correct. You know, there's a variety of ways where, you know, somebody, you, you know, somebody could be staying on cash at a Disney Vacation Club resort, even one that's, that's historically sold out. You know, you could be, you know, and you can, you know, anybody can see this. If you go online and look to book a cash room at uh, Disney, you might see, well, well, oh, there's a boardwalk villa available for cash. I thought that was a Disney Vacation Club only. And yeah, that's not actively being sold. So where does that inventory come from that, that I can pay for on cash? Uh, so there's other ways besides the fact that they may have not sold it. They, they do hold back uh, 2% of every resort anyway for Disney Vacation Club. So they'll always have some, but also, you know, members can use points to go on cruises, adventures by Disney. And so when members do things like that, what Disney Vacation Club does, let's say you want to go on a cruise. Well, they have to pay it, pay money to Disney Cruise Line for you to go on that cruise. And then you've used your points. Well, that inventory of points, they're going to now rent rooms out to make up for that inventory of points and so they're going to go rent that out on cash to make up for the money that they just pay disney cruise line with if that makes sense that does but i'm guessing in the short term you're probably not going to see a lot of people getting cruises with their points (laughs) yeah yeah so that one yeah well speaking of things that specifically yeah your cruises could Yes, they could take a little bit longer to come back. A matter of fact, I, I was supposed to be on a cruise right now as we speak. I had a da- oh, wow. daddy-daughter cruise booked for us on the Disney Dream uh, that was supposed to get back tomorrow. So we actually could have still taken it. It did leave on uh, Friday as, as scheduled, and we would have, I guess, been the last Dream Cruise. And it wasn't even, you know, if you've been on Disney Cruises, you know, I mean, they just are by far the leader in the industry and in keeping everybody you know, sanitized and clean. And they, they really are the ones, from my knowledge, that really pioneered that years and years ago. You couldn't go into any restaurant without sanitizing your hands. And 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 then a lot of other cruise lines eventually followed suit. So it really wasn't necessarily a fear of that. It was just more of like, oh my gosh, you know, what if 
one person gets on the ship that they this, they didn't have symptoms going on on board, but you know they manifested while they were on the ship, and now we're all quarantined for two weeks. So that was really more of the biggest fear, you know. I mean, then of course my daughter's in school; she's you know she's in kindergarten, and at that time, you know, that was before Orange County schools had, had uh, or all all the state of Florida schools had closed down, like a lot of other states. So at that time, you know, there was that fear as well. So anyway, we were supposed to be on a cruise. So to your point, exchanging for cruise. This may not be the greatest example now, but you know we know that, like everything else, that obviously the cruise industry will will eventually come back to. So, so uh, thanks for that. That's really great information. I, I I have a random question, and you feel free not to answer this because I didn't ask you this ahead of time. I just thought of it right now. <laughs> so we've been we've been speculating on what, and this is not coronavirus uh, oriented at all. So this let's, we'll talk about more happy things. So the new DVC resort they're building in in Disneyland, you know, maybe if it all you know if everything happens, if you had to guess, what do you think the direct price on that'll be? You know, I, I, they 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 really like to keep prices of active resorts similar, so I don't know that it would be that different. Like that much of a premium to like Riviera, like it would probably be around the same. You think? I think yeah. I mean, right now even Alani and or in Riviera, you know, they're they're both priced very similar. Technically, you could say they're different, you know, based on incentives, you know, that they may be offering, and and that may be what they do with that resort as well. For example, by the time that resort, you know, comes out, maybe the going rate is two ten a point. Just just for example, sake, you know, and they may have an incentive where you know you get twelve dollars, fifteen dollars off a point at Riviera, but you only get five dollars off a point. At the new, you know, California resort. So they could always kind of do that too. You know, that's always an option. And, and sometimes incentives are a little bit easier to adjust than price. And, uh, and they could, you know, they could see how well it sells. You know, it's really interesting uh, because despite what Grand California sells for now, which is, you know, around $200 a point in the world of resale, you know, head and shoulders above everything else. When I, when we were selling Grand California directly, it was, it, it struggled to sell. In fact, you know, I can remember selling Grand California to cast members that got discounted all the way to like low 70s per point. And so, you know, it was interesting though, you know, how much of that at the time may have been that the, the Southern California market didn't quite grasp the concept of how important it is uh, to have a home resort and be able to book farther in advance and that there's only going to be 50 uh, units here, which a very, very small number, and how important it's going to be to have ownership here. So I'm not sure maybe if that, how much that played a part of it. I, you know, I, I was uh, never a guide out in Disneyland, but I know that it didn't sell at the pace that, that was anticipated. Now, also, it did get released when we were in a deep recession. So, you know, for various reasons, uh, this resort could sell much, much stronger than the Grand Cal originally did. Price wise, though, you know, I, you know, again, going back to what I said previously, I think they may keep them the same and change and, and have the incentives different. They, they could always come out maybe a little bit higher with it. I, I wouldn't expect it to be drastically higher than what they have at Walt Disney World, though. So not like there's no like premium for Disneyland. I'm just thinking how excited Trevor probably was hearing that he could have bought Grand Cal at seventy dollars too. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it was, you know, and that, and that was, and that was a special incentive, you know, but even it, it wasn't uncommon, even with regular incentives that we were selling Grain Cal as low as the 90s per point, you know, which is kind of astonishing to think about now when, when you can easily fetch around, you know, one in the 190s to $200 a point with it on resale. Wow, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's amazing how, how far that's come. That's why I was curious though. I just, you know, cause I, I'm thinking that reflections will probably open maybe around the same time as this Disneyland hotel. I don't know, around that same time. So I'm just wondering if they'll be priced around the same or if, if they're, I, I was just curious if there'd be a premium because it's Disneyland and there's so few DVC uh, there. I know a lot of people are excited about it though. I, a lot of people are excited for a new DVC resort in Disneyland. So that's, Oh, absolutely. Thing. And with good reason, you know, I, I think this one will sell well, um, especially compared to the Grand Cal, just because people out that market, I think, really gets it now, and hence why you've seen the resale price go so high. I mean, we were selling, we were reselling Grand Cal one twenties, one thirties a point, you know, just you know four or five years ago, and and to see what's happened to it, and that's just that's just a you know a true market alteration in it because you know people understand that it's it there's the only one dvc there and there's not many rooms there and if i'm going to want to be able to stay there consistently i better own there and so you know it's it's really driven it up to be a premium price in the world of resale interesting thanks for answering that random question for me i <laughs> you know i put you on the spot there yeah so. of course uh, guys, do you have any other questions before we ask uh, Chris's question, the listener question here? The, the listener question that I don't agree with? No, I don't, but I'll, I'll definitely read the question. <laughs> All right, you, you could do that. Trevor, do you have anything? No, no, I, I, I want to hear the answer to the listener question. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, for, for from me or from Nick? All right, so uh, Both. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read it. So this is a question from one of our listeners, and he states, how about how about the slower than expected Riviera sales average about a hundred K a month and only 70% of Disney direct sales with the other 30 being older resorts. Apparently that number is usually 80 to 85% new resort and the rest older resorts. If the sales remain sluggish, will the restrictions be rolled back? Now I already answered this a little bit on how I felt about this on our group, Nick. I don't understand how restrictions would be rolled back if you want people to purchase direct. I think it would be the opposite way. You would enforce more restrictions and then you'd actually get people to purchase direct because rolling back the restrictions just means more people would buy, you know, resale. I, I tell you, and it's honestly, this question is a great question for me because I feel like, Nick, the one thing holding me back from purchasing more Saratoga from you guys is really the restrictions. Like I, I was not in the same spot that Trevor and Tom were when they purchased their resale contracts and, you know, they kind of got grandfathered in. For me, it was like, well, you know, I wasn't really ready at that time. We were buying a house. And now that I'm kind of ready, the restrictions are kind of what holds me personally back from buying resale. That's a really big loaded question. Not all that Chris actually asked, but I kind of Gave you a little bit more to think about on my end as well. So you can answer just Chris's question if you want. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll answer both. I think I think Chris's question is great, and I think your perspective on it is is great as well. So here's here, you know. Well, first, um, you know, I'll kind of get a, um, a little bit into answering Chris's question, then I'll kind of talk a little bit, elaborate a little bit more on this restriction and why there may be some merit and and where I think he's going with it. 
You know, there has been reports that the ratio has been off. That's true. I can tell you from the amount of buybacks of older resorts from last year, they, you know, we had this time last year around 20% buybacks, which is an extremely high percentage. Right now we're running back to about 5%, which is, which is in the more normal range. So they would have had the inventory of older resorts for those ratios to potentially be a little skewed. And it's not, and it's not great for DVC to have ratios that are 70% new, 30% resale. They definitely, I mean, they would want 100% new, 0% resale in an ideal world because their margins are much more significant on the newer product versus the resale product. You know, something like Riviera, where they already have the land and they're doing the development. I mean, their margins are going to be more around the three, four hundred percent margin. I mean, astronomical. Where when they buy a resale from us, you know, they may be buying a Saratoga at a hundred a point, you know, reselling it, you know, in the one fifties a point. You know, not a bad margin, but but nothing like you know building new so there is definitely you know uh for them you know a clear direction i'm sorry in saratoga to be clear i think right now they sell it for about 165 but but anyway you know so for them they definitely want to be selling newer stuff they don't want those those ratios to go down but you know i you know prior to going into this coronavirus pandemic from my understanding they were doing much better with Riviera, and they were uh, making plans, so things were looking pretty good. I, I think maybe this data may be more towards the end of last year. So I think they were in a better place. Um, now, to let's just say, would they ro- roll back these restrictions? Why would they roll back these restrictions? Well, the thing is, if, if you're selling really strong, but people aren't buying Riviera, what's the reason? And you know, he, the interesting thing, too, is... You know, when you look at resale and you look at what the restrictions they've done in the past, and then you look at the one they did in 2019, a little different. You know, when you look at the, you, you look at um, saying, hey, we're going to restrict incidental benefits, you know, the discounts and stuff. You know, you're more kind of restricting something that that's kind of like a bonus anyway to the membership, not really perceived that negatively. It, it's also when you think of okay. As a salesperson, I have objections. One of the strong objections could be resale. Well, when you take away the the incidental benefits, that gives me a way to kind of combat that objection without creating another objection, which is key. And so I think for that reason, that's a smart restriction. When we look at the one in 2019, I think what you gave me, if I'm a salesperson there, is you've given me a significant way to combat uh, resale perhaps – Especially if I'm selling Riviera or, or, or you know versus Riviera resale. Now with the other resorts, the fact that I can't use you know a Saratoga Springs or a Grand Floridian to go to a Riviera or the new resorts, you know, not really that big of a deal, really. I mean, because you know they already the resorts they already had in existence, the 14 classics, if you will, already take up the best real estate at Walt Disney World. So the fact that I can't go to Riviera really. Is, is, is probably not a big deal. Hasn't been a big deal, at least for a lot of our c- customers, and I understand why. Not that Riviera's not nice. It's just that, you know, I'm not going to give up a beach club stay to go to, to go to Riviera. And if it's just, you know, a few newer resorts that I can't go to, I could always just, you know, do a, a exchange through somewhere, someone like DVC, you know, rental store and go about that, through that path. Now, if you are talking about buying Riviera though, that's a, that's a more, serious restriction when you say, well, I can only stay at Riviera for Disney Vacation Club. But the, but you know, getting back to my point of, you know, helping with an objection and then maybe hurting yourself, 
is that you know when we talk about now direct sales of Riviera, and you say, well, if you buy Riviera uh, resale, you can only stay at Riviera. You, you definitely give that objection, you know, a lot of help, right? The only problem there is you kind of create another objection. So you handled one, but you, now you're playing whack-a-mole because another one popped up, and that other one that popped up is they say, well, gee, when I go to sell this, though, you know, it's a 50-year membership. There's a decent chance I don't have it for 50 years. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But if something happened, you know, in my life, whether job or whatever, you know, if I need to sell this, and there and the new buyer can only go to Riviera isn't that going to you know affect the value of what I can sell it for and so that objection is now created and where you didn't really have that objection when you just change incidental benefits so you know not that it's an objection obviously some guides are handling it you know because they're they're selling Riviera but it is it, it did create a, a little bit of a, another problem now when you look at what we've been selling Riviera for you know not really necessarily you know bad and that may be you know, perhaps helping that objection because, you know, when you look to price Riviera and resale, really, you're, you, you know, it's it's unprecedented situation. So you're like, well, where is it going to sell for? And you really don't know the answer until, you know, somebody gives you money, you know, somebody shows you what they're willing to pay for it. So when we look at what we've been selling Riviera for, been selling, you know, in the 120s, 130s a point, you know, uh, obviously can vary based on the size of the contract. Now, you compare that to something like a Copper Creek, which is also newer. That resells generally in the 150s a point. So what we're seeing is probably about, you know, a 25 to $30 a point hit because of that, uh, because of the severity of that restriction. So, um, not catastrophic to the value. I mean, you compare it to other timeshares where you can, you know, you could pay $25,000 for it, walk out the door and, you know, you can barely give it away. So nothing at all like that, but, you know, certainly has, you know, impacted with, for a good reason, the resale value of Riviera. So, you know, I, I think that's where Chris is going with this, you know, hey, so if they peel it back, you know, that then takes that objection off the table of my resale value is is terrible or not as good as it should be objection. Now, if they're now, if they are selling Riviera strong, and the ratio of new to, to old with, with Riviera representing the new is very high, then I think it's a very, very low chance that they would they would remove that restriction. But if that ratio does dip down significantly for them to still make sales, meaning Riviera is, is struggling to move, and you would have to think that's that's got to be one of the main reasons for it because there's nothing wrong with the Riviera. If you've been there, it's a beautiful place. They also have a great new transportation system to it as well. And room mix is really good too. So, you know, that really, you know, if you did, if you if, imagine if you dived into it, it would probably be the difference. So, you know, from what I've gathered going, you know, before, you know, in normal sale time before the coronavirus impact, I think things were going pretty good. So I still, I, I think it's a low chance, but certainly I think it would be on the table if it becomes a struggle for that resort. That's interesting because that's not again that's it's not the angle that I thought about and you know as you were discussing I kind of see what what Chris is saying now you know especially if you know I just for me personally I think that if you remove those restrictions regardless across the board then really the only true benefit of purchasing direct is the card for the few nominal benefits and at that point, I'd be back to purchasing resale. Me personally, I, I don't think I would go into a situation where I'd be looking, hey, I want to purchase DVC and uh, I think I want to sell. Like, I, 
again, I'm sure, listen, people smarter than me must, right? Because that's definitely seems like a smart thing to do. I just never went into it with that mindset. And again, if the restrictions were removed, me personally, then I would be going immediately to Saratoga or something cheaper because why would I care then if the restrictions are removed? But I, I get Chris's point now in terms of trying to move that inventory. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you and, and to your point too, there's different buyers. You know, there's going to be buyers that come in. They're they're really not thinking a lot about the uh, the resale of it, right? They're only thinking about, hey, I'm buying this for my family and to keep passing it down. And that's a very valid way of thinking about it. But you, you, you and I can tell you absolutely from personal experience, you are definitely going to have a lot of, you're going to have a, a decent amount of audience that's going to say, well, you know, if something happens, I don't plan on, I'm not, th- I'm not buying this to resell it, but if something happens, what does that look like? And, you know, and, and certainly, you know, it only takes a few minutes of research on Google to figure out, okay, what, you know, what's it, what, is, what does it look like today? And why does it look like it does today, good or bad? Oh, that's great. You. I yeah. we appreciate. Sorry, David. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I was gonna say thanks. No, I think that answers that one. I agree. I, I I think I have one more question here, and then and then I think we might let you go, Nick. If if the guys don't have a, another question, so my my big question is: you just brought up right of first refusal. D- does this shutdown in any way, and and you know the short term buyer's market? Do you think it has any effect on the on right of first refusal on how much how much Disney's going to buy back, or do you think it's just going to be kind of as it's been? Yeah, that's a great question as well. You know, this year so far, it's been relatively low comparing it to last year. And even even really going into the fall and winter late last year, it, it was already going under 10%. And this year, it's 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 been around 5% before any of this coronavirus impact started. So, you know, perhaps we may see it continue to be at that lower number. Um, last week, though, they were, they were buying back contracts. We'll see what happens this week. You know, maybe they keep it around that 5% level maybe they lower it even a little bit more you know and 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 their lowering of right of first refusal in the last six months has also helped create a little bit more inventory out there for buyers as well because when they're buying back 20 percent versus five percent you've got a big time buyer in the market when it goes up to 20 percent and they are taking a lot of inventory off the table which keeps it um, more of a seller's market so it's something I probably should have mentioned um, also earlier and what's contributed to a little bit more of a buyer's market now as well. So I, I would I would be shocked if I saw that, that rate go up. And that's really another reason now is a great time for buyers. I mean, you know, just you've got not only do you have probably a more motivated audience and less competition, you've also got Disney buying back less. So you can, you know, some of those deals that you may have not been able to – even if you got a seller willing to give you that price and you, but you know, Disney would have snagged it from you, probably got a better shot now of, of keeping that contract. And, but you know, and I just want to, you know, just let people know, you know, too, that, you know, we're, we, we, we also plan to stay open through, through all of this. I mean, all of our agents right now are working from home, so we're all safe and, you know, we're just here to help. You know, if people just even call us, they just, they're just kicking the tire. And they just say, you know, you know, I got some questions. You know, never, never be shy to talk to us. You know, we're never ever any pressure whatsoever. But we are here to help. We have a lot, a lot of years of, of DVC experience, and we've gone through collectively as a team. You know, every anything DVC related, anything that that happened since 1991 with the product. You know, between all of us here. So we're 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 happy to assist folks. We're happy to answer questions. Whether you're thinking about selling, whether you're thinking about buying, or you just got some questions. You know, for maybe a, a down the road decision. You know, just 
just contact us. Go ahead, Damon. I was going to say, Nick, Nick, what's your favorite resort? <laughs> and and no, no, no explanation. No, no, no. Just favorite resort, and we're just going to leave on that. We're going to make everyone guess to why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My favorite resort, I'd have to go with the boardwalk. Oh, wow. Oh, that's my favorite one as well. That's that's a good one. Trevor's upset you didn't say Polly, but <laughs> I, I'm slightly disappointed. So so, I, so I you don't it. you don't want me to give any explanation? Just no, you, no, guys you can. can. I, I was I was I was just busting no. I want to hear the explanation. I want to hear the explanation. Yeah, you know, um, I, I just I when I first went to interview to be an engineer at Disney, they put me up in, in uh, they actually put me up at the at the yacht club, but it, you know it's all that same area, and I just. I really just I just fell in love with that area. I I love the location that you can just walk into Epcot. You know, you're not far from Hollywood Studios. The boardwalk just has just this great, lively atmosphere to it. But you know, I mean, I could have almost just as easily really picked the Beach Club as well. You know, it, it's really that area, and I think it's it's also just you know like, I mean. Any, almost any of these Disney resorts we could talk about. The theming's also there. I love it, you know, when they theme a resort that's to a certain time period and a certain location. You know, that's probably just the history buffing me, but, but I, you know, I love the location too. So, and, you know, during, gosh, it was Hurricane Francis, I uh, also did a three day ride out at the boardwalk too, where I helped make 10,000 ham and turkey sandwiches for guests there. And I did a uh, dishwashing duty. For I don't know how many people at the ESPN Club, so I just you know I've got special attachment, if you will, to the boardwalk as well. <laughs> it's it sounds like yeah no I love the boardwalk too, and I think I, Damon said it's his favorite too. It's 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 very maybe it's the New Jersey in me and Damon you know that that Atlantic City boardwalk feel that it's got going on. I just I don't like Atlantic City, but yes, I would say it definitely has that you know down the shore yeah sort of feel to it that is definitely you know. You know, I didn't actually get to go to Boardwalk until after we moved to North Carolina, so it was a little bit more like, oh, that feels like, really feels like home. Feels like home, yeah. That, you make an interesting point because kind of the same reason why I like the Grand Californian and Wilderness Lodge is that they actually remind me of a lot of the lodges around home here. So maybe there's something to be said for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe there is. <laughs> no, you know you're, you're, you're you, you know you're right too about that with Grand Cal. I, I have some my, my my dad and stepmom. They have they they live out in uh, Alhambra and uh, Southern California, and they have like a California craftsman style home. And when I do go to Grand California, it does remind me of that uh, that 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 style. And it's it's it, you know it's throughout California. It's very unique, and it's and it definitely you know puts you into a certain time period. I think it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, Nick, we've really uh, enjoyed having you on. We appreciate your time and coming to talk about this. Especially, I know this is a challenging time for a lot of people. So, we we appreciate your 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 time and you, and your, you offering to come on. I, I think it was uh, really informational. And guys, I don't know if you have any more questions for Nick before we before we let him go here. But go ahead, Damon. No, I was just going to say thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate your insight on this. It, it gives us a really good perspective on on what to see in the next couple of months. So, thank you very much, Nick. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, you know, everybody stay safe and take care. And, you know, anybody wants to reach us at the DVC Resale Market, we're here to help. I was just going to ask, how can they reach you? What's the, what's the best way? 
You know, just you know, come to our website, uh, dvcresellmarket.com. We have live chat going just about all the time. Also, from the website, you, there's a lot of different ways to contact us. You can also just call us at 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nick. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, listeners, please reach out if you have questions uh, about anything we talked about today. We, we uh, very much appreciate having Nick on and, and having his time here today. And of course, his partnership with our show. Like I said, Nick has been a big supporter since the very beginning of the show. He was one of our very first guests and, uh, has been a longtime sponsor of the show too. So we, we appreciate you coming on, Nick. So thanks. All right. Thank you guys. All right. That was, that was great having Nick on again. I, I, it's been such a long time since we talked to him. It was, it was really nice to speak to him again. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. I can't believe that, uh, yeah, he was our first guest, wasn't he? <laughs> I, I think so, right? Yeah. I, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty positive he was the first guest. Yeah. Well, I'll have to I, I go mean, back I, and listen to that, or maybe one of our listeners can verify that. <laughs> Don't if don't make the mistake of going back to listen to her listening to our early shows. I did that, and it's 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 embarrassing to me <laughs> to listen to our first shows. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. I listen though. If you're a new listener to the show, go back and listen to the whole catalog. But for me, it's hard for me to listen to. Uh, but you know, this is. I I don't want anybody to listen to this and thinking we're think we're not like taking this seriously and and you know we know that there are a lot of people affected and they're uh you know this is a really serious thing and and you know I, I know a lot of people don't even really want us to talk about this because this kind of takes the no more, it's been all over Facebook and it's affecting our daily lives and you know people come to this show and to Disney for an escape and but we had to we had to talk about it you know so so Nick was the first guest I, um oh you're confirming that. I am confirming that. Yes, I'm looking <laughs> at that because um, I have to look at the the new the new uh, reviews that we've gotten, and because of that other post. So <laughs> as I was cruising through, and and you know the thing is, is that I realize that it hurts my feelings because again, if you type in "Welcome Home Podcast," we're still not the first one in iTunes. Oh my gosh! Because of the other "Welcome Home," and, and I feel like it's because of the number of reviews they have. Because we obviously have more. Ep- do we have more episodes? We have more listeners. That we yeah. know for sure. Yeah. Oh, they have more episodes than us, too. Gosh mm. darn it. This is, you're just adding fuel to the fire of the people that want us to do a weekly show. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like, so, so we have to catch up to them by like 20 episodes, but we also need about 100 more reviews as well. That's, that's the other dilemma, that they that. got us on reviews also. Yeah, that's, we need to get on that. But hey, listen, there's some added from, you know, people wanting pins, right? So <laughs> these yeah, pins that true. we don't even have yet. So hopefully they come out cool. <laughs> well, again, we need to give everyone time to start working out so they yeah, can actually yeah. wear the pins. <laughs> I'll, it'll be interesting to, interesting to see how heavy these pins turn out. But truth be told, I, I showed there was an earlier render of them and I didn't think that they looked as cool. So we had to get them bigger to look cooler. Just going to say. Y- y- this is what I would say as I say that I think that. At some point, we probably should have both versions of the pin. Yeah, I, you're talking about the the original render the, that doesn't have the colored in letters that's well, a little smaller? Yeah, and the reason I would say that is that I would love to put a pin on, you know, my hat. And, and listen, I joke with you about how big it is, but it is it is too big for a hat, I believe. And it's definitely, if you're wearing a t-shirt, if you have a lanyard, you're, you're covered, right? That's no problem with a lanyard. Backpack, yeah. Yeah, backpack. I mean, I'm, mine will probably end up on a backpack. But if you're just talking about, like, 
pinning it to a blouse or to a hat or to something like that, I think that we'll have to have a second version. These are like the the collector's edition ones, <laughs> right? I, I, you know, it's funny because when I was looking at these, I was looking at getting a gold, silver, and bronze, and then I was going to be like, okay, bronze are for like the cool, you know, the oh, cool no. g- listeners. We're not and silver, stop. A little bit cooler, <laughs> and then the gold are for like, like those that. are the exclusive ones, the gold ones. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't do that, though. I didn't do that. So. It'll be like getting into Club 33, getting one of these pins. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's right. No, the, make... no, the problem is, is the hats now. The, the pins are good because we're going to have a bunch of them. It's going to be the hats. Yeah, the hats are going to be a, 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 tough, a tough get these days. That is, that is definitely true. So do you guys, I mean, God, I really... I don't want to talk about about Disney World and Disneyland no. and DCL closing, nope. but we I, I feel okay, like we we can't ignore this though. <laughs> we can, no, we can't. It, and truth be told, I, you know, I but what's I, there to say? It's I mean, there's nothing to say. It's unprecedented. I mean, we you know the the parks have closed for a couple days from hurricanes and and nine eleven. My parents I mean, were there for the hurricane closure. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, Nick was making sandwiches for them. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I but, mean, uh, they, yeah. they've, they've closed. I think the you know the cancellation policy is also very. I, I don't think there's. I think people have all different sorts of expectations. I think there's all different sorts of stories. I I don't think it's it's pinned down just yet. It just, well, it's weird to talk about it because you know just because we see somebody online saying X doesn't mean that it's not really officially why and the person that they talked to didn't know that and it's just i just don't think that's well what i have written down here is officially from dvc uh now but i think what people are running into is when they've uh banked points from the previous year they're kind of screwed or if you you've you've converted your points it becomes difficult doesn't it okay what do you mean by converted oh to like rci or or even to like you, you can use your points to take a like Disney room, like, yeah, like you know, art animation or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see anything about that. I saw a few things about that. Or if you wanted to go, was that concierge level, right? Because you can't get so, that DVC. Like, there's there's a few people that have said they've done that and have had some problems too. So, so the one line here says, similarly, canceling an impacted Disney collection reservation will return these reservation points to you immediately for future use as reservation points. So, what it sounds like is that it stays inside of Disney collection. So yes, and then there's there's yeah. time limits on those. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, I I I get it. It, it sucks, right? Like that there's going to be people that are going to lose out on this at some point. Which is you know how I feel about it. And listen, I am definitely not in that situation, but I have a friend who is. I've already won. Like I've already won with my DVC, right? Like yeah, at the end of the I mean, day, yeah, I've won. Yeah, like yeah. I've I, already I mean, made back what I would have. spent bent on those vacations many times over and if i had to eat it i wouldn't be happy but i've already made it over now listen if it was my first or second year would i be in a far different feeling and attitude probably yeah but i mean that, that that's fair as a vet like i've won yeah <laughs> that, good that's the perspective i guess that like what you're well, saying is you know what people are upset about this year's points yeah. but it's one year right well and trevor it's funny listen and this is going to sound 
very, I, I, this is going to sound bad when I say it, but this is what I would say, that I had a bunch of points and, and that's why we ended up booking a two bedroom because normally for our next trip, which is Thanksgiving, normally I would never do that, right? I'd be like, oh my goodness, like, no, 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 that's not the best use of points with only five people. We can still get a one bedroom. My daughter still doesn't, you know, we could do a million different things, but I was like, I've won already. So if I just blow out, you know, an extra, an extra, let's say 170 points or yeah, probably let's say I blew out an extra 170 points. Like who cares? I've already won. I'm good. I it doesn't it. matter. I mean, that's a bad example because I'm getting an <laughs> upgrade, but in my head being the sort of person that hoards things, especially points or things like that, it's kind of the same sort of feeling. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I understand why people would be upset by this. I, I think, I think this this cancellation policy is mostly pretty fair. I I, I would say I, I think it's it's generous actually. I think uh, that they're putting barred points back in their use year. I, I think that's good. I, I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, at the same time, I understand why people who banked points would be upset. I, I, I get it. I, I understand because totally. Yeah, but at the, at also, I mean, the resorts are open now. Given you, if you're going to the resort, you you want to go to the I'm park. I'm not so. going anywhere. Yeah, I, right. exactly. That's <laughs> the, the other thing. Day, I you don't really go want to go to a hotel. Yeah. So, yeah. You shouldn't that's, go That's anywhere. just me personally. Yeah. Go ahead, Trevor. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to point out that, you know, kind of like what you're saying, Damon, I, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but our very first trip was interrupted by a hurricane as well. Oh, yeah. And although, yeah, we were upset about it at the time, um, we thankfully, the timing worked out that... Uh, that we were able to reuse those points in the same use year. So we, we booked the, the next May after that trip. But I, I guess, and you're right, it, it's harder or it, it's harder to relate as a new member right now. But, you know, being that we've gotten a couple of years into it, even if I had lost those points, I still wouldn't have been super upset because it's like, ah, you know, it's, you know, I, I lost this, this year's points. I accept that, and I know that I have next year's points coming, I guess. So, I'd be mad if I lost some points. I, I, I would definitely, I, I'd be mad. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have been annoyed, but... Yeah, I don't think I'd be mad. Yeah, I think more like uh, disappointed. But again, like yeah. not now. Yeah. Not now that I'm this far into it. Definitely not. I'd just be like, well, okay. Like when my friend knew he was... He, they had a volleyball uh, tournament that... I don't even remember the whole story. Were they not going? Their team pulled out. Oh, I think that they were supposed to go and then they decided not to. And he was going to use his DVC points while they were down because it was being played in Orlando at Disney. And then their team decided not to go. This was pre uh, virus situation. It was just, you know, their team just decided not to go. I, I believe they were didn't have enough players, whatever the case may be. And he's like, I have 40 points. And then I said, well, you know, you should go over and, and you know, sell them over at our uh our um our other DVC rental store yes thank you our other sponsor <laughs> and he was like oh yeah that's not a bad idea and i don't know if he did or not but again it was 40 points you just go oh, okay it is what it is yeah i it's it's definitely a bummer if you lose some points and because this is out of people's control right i mean it's is that you, you know what they should do <laughs> They should do, you know, you should get a special for like in, I'm just saying going forward, not specifically for this per se, but even like if you lost 40 points because you couldn't use them in your use year, you should get a, you should get a plaque. <laughs> a plaque? You should, oh, no. you should get a plaque. Yeah. You what, should you, get a plaque. You mean like a and magnet? it should say, 
No, 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 no. This is this is past magnet status. You this mean like a, a like from a trophy store plaque, like a gold plated like? I mean from Disney plaque. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can take that glass. for what you will. It glass would be actually glass would be great, and it should just say, you know, you have something something and the point amount, right? Not that you've lost them. It should be like in a very fun Disney sort of way, like you know. <laughs> Mickey has used your extra 40 points for, you know, bettering the park. And it should have a glass of Mickey and it should say 40 points. Kind of like this whole, like, all right, well, you know, how many plaques do you have? Like, I think it would be a great way to make people feel better and to also, like, kind of create this collective, weird collectible market. Yeah, that, that wow. would be a that weird be consolation awesome. prize that people would, would want. Oh, people <laughs> would want the heck out of it. I feel oh, like it has to have Scrooge McDuck on it, right? I feel I like it has to have 75. I have a 75 plaque, and they should go up in number, right? Like 50 and below, you know, it's glass, you know, maybe up a little bit more. It's glass with like a little bit of like leafing on it or something, you know, wood and glass, something cool. Like that's what they should do. This is, this is the most ridiculous idea I think you've ever had. No, no, this is, th- this is actually probably not the most ridiculous idea because Haunted River Country is the most ridiculous idea. Even no, though it's that's great. the best I, idea. I still but, believe in Haunted River Country though. Yeah, we all I, do. I do too. But, but I think honestly, all joking aside, this is really not a bad idea because what's it costing Disney? They're, they're in theory getting free points. Right? Like, they're not being used, so that's a benefit to them as a company, if for nothing else than the people not being there, right? And how much does it cost them to run? It's yeah, a win yeah. for them. So even if they spent, I don't know, a hundred and something dollars for the top level, right? That's like, you know, you lost that on 200 points, want, want, with, you know, Scrooge McDuck. You might actually get, like, a dime on that one, like a silver dime. Dude, that is a great <laughs> idea. Marketing-wise, genius. Absolutely genius. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> and I would give up points for it personally. <laughs> you would just, you would just one time, just be like, "I'm just going to waste some points." I'm going to so get 50 a plaque. points because I can get this plaque. Yeah. Wow, Trevor, you agree though, right? Collectability wise, it would be <laughs> yeah. off the charts. It, that would go on a shelf. It would, uh, yeah, you know, something like that. If if it looked nice <laughs> How enough, dare you say that's my worst idea? This could be my ridiculous. best idea. This could <laughs> I didn't say it was your worst. Idea. I said it was the most it, ridiculous. That's not no, worse. Yeah, ridiculous absolutely doesn't mean not. worse. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I don't think this is ridiculous at all. I think this is so feasible that it should be happening right now. <laughs> no, I, I think that's what makes it crazy is that it, it seems logical enough that it could actually work. And that's it's what makes doable. it crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely doable. <laughs> Who wow. do I need to talk to? I, somebody. <laughs> we, we just need to forward them this episode. Yeah, just yeah. forward in the episode. Uh, yeah. th- I'm glad we were able to make this fun and not sad, because uh, <laughs> everything around this is not is not happy. Uh, it's I, I I'm really personally I'm very sad for anybody that had to cancel their trip these two weeks. I I, I feel I very badly. Yeah, I know absolutely. some of our listeners did too. So yeah, well, let's talk about di- Disney dining then. The Disney dining plan. Yeah, I I do want to say selfishly, by the way, I you know I, I'm cutting a little close for my trip here. So I'm I'm a little concerned about my own trip. I don't think you're going. I, I'm sorry, well, Tom. Yeah, I I know. I I I'm supposed to leave uh four eighteen, so April eighteenth. So as of right now, I'm good. But I you know I think we all expect it to last longer than two weeks. Although I hope it doesn't, and not selfishly, just because I want to go on my vacation. I just hope it doesn't well, because you know what's that? Of course, you yeah. Know, everyone wants it to be gone as well, soon as possible. For, of course, yeah. For well, humanity's sake. I mean, for, human, for, for the sake of humanity, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, like they always like saying on uh, on Facebook, you know, pears and tots for, 
for you. So, oh my goodness, I, I'm so hype about this idea. I, I want to contact somebody. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, we're, we're going to have to I circle. Think, back I think we should fund this. I think we but, should fund this ourselves. If, if there's, if you can give us proof. We should be funding this. This is new merch that I have to I have to procure now. Flax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How do you prove that though? I like. Do you get something? Like, can you like look in your account and see the like, like points that you frowny, frowny face with your point <laughs> number next to it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I, I've never had that happen to me where I've I've lost points before. So I don't. I don't know. It's probably just disappear. There's probably not a, a way to prove it. No. I mean, Disney knows, but there has to be a record of them leaving the account, whether or not that's visible. Ooh, to well, that's you. like in the transaction yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, anyone that's ever had that happen to them, I, we're just curious for our own sake at this point. Yeah, I, that's actually a good uh, a good thing to put out to our listeners because I, no... I know that I, I know that the first year when we forgot to bank, and I know our friends did the exact same thing that they you know they give you that one courtesy. The the oopsie courtesy. Yeah. They give you the, the they give you a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do, especially if you forget to bank them for sure. I feel like this dining discussion though was so long ago. It it so it was no, it was last episode, wasn't it? I think it was last episode, and and a couple people argue with us yeah, about well, it, so I decided to put their arguments in. Okay, go ahead, Tom. Trevor, do you want to read? I, yeah, I don't I'll, know if you were going to. I'll yeah. read the first one here. Um, so Elizabeth wrote in. She said, uh, hey, guys, uh, just wanted to continue the discussion on Disney dining from this week's podcast. The only character meal that is two table service credits is Cinderella. Sorry, there's two of them. Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. The, the dinner, both are two table credits. I've heard in multiple podcasts lately that the character meals are two, t- two table credits service credits. I can't say that properly for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. How, however, this is definitely not the case. We also just did several character dining meals in the last month with the Disney dining plan, including garden grill. Also, I believe Dar- garden grill is definitely not 80 to $90 per person out of pocket. I believe that's what Trevor said. Dinner is fu- $59.99 per adult and breakfast is $50 per adult. So I just want to clarify, especially for anyone listening that may be planning a trip that doesn't have a lot of experience with Disney dining. You are absolutely right, Elizabeth, and I apologize for being out to lunch on those numbers. The problem is, is that when I look at the the final bill, I always convert the number into Canadian, and that <laughs> always skews the numbers far more expensive than what it is. <laughs> it's so it's so funny you say that, Trevor, because I guess that that's what you were doing. I emailed Elizabeth back and I said, I think Trevor was thinking in Canadian dollars. <laughs> I was. And I'm sorry for that. I, I do that all the time where I'm like, yeah, you know, it was it was only $70. But no, actually, it was. Yeah, it, it's usually far cheaper than that. But just as a Canadian, it always ends up being way more expensive. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so th- then we had, we had Jeremy write in too. And so thanks Elizabeth for, for writing that in. We appreciate it. Uh, also for said great us. podcast, by the way, did you read that part, Trevor? He, he oh yes. Part, yeah. Though. Sorry. Yeah. She did. She did say great podcast. So thank you very much. We, we appreciate we, we need it. To pump up <laughs> sometimes I, here. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I have to hold the banner. You know what I mean? With the trumpets <laughs> and the banner. That's, and that's, the... that's why you put that post on the, on the group. We needed to, uh, we need our egos. <laughs> I, I just felt like it just lately. needed to be something out there. What was I going to say? True, I mean, yeah. you know, I did debate about posting the picture of the pin and just saying, what do you think? But then I was like, you know, it kind of was like the logo discussion. Like we asked and people were like, well, that's ugly. And you know, I don't want to hear that. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually almost posted the picture too. I mean, it's essentially our logo, but it it looks really cool. I, I'm hoping it looks as cool as. The I don't one. think everyone loves our logo. Like, it's definitely grown on me more and more. Yeah, that's okay. If they, you know, I understand. I mean, the old one. Some people like the old one, and that was my poor Photoshop skills. I don't know why anybody likes that one. But. <laughs> I didn't d- dislike the old one. The problem is, is that we wanted ours to be ours, so that yeah, we could do yeah. merchandise. That yeah. was yeah a little bit too close for comfort. And to... and, and ours, our, the original didn't really scream Disney either. It 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 you know it was Disney esque. It was a. I mean, this definitely captures the. Disney and the fact that it's a podcast like you could take out you know what it says and you'd be like my guess is that's a Disney podcast (laughs) well so much so that we weren't allowed to sell t-shirts on one site I don't remember which one uh, but one of the t-shirts site would not let us sell t-shirts on it because they said our logo was too close to a Disney castle which I said you know what okay (laughs) like (laughs) every other castle I was like, it's just a castle. It's a, it's a castle with microphones. I yeah, was so like, all, all, all of castles are not copyright. Or that's is it, is it copyright or what? What's the actual term? Is that a yeah, trademark? I, I think no, I it must be copyright. copyright. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I proceeded to respond to that email by sending them a link to every single shirt on their website that was a castle. But you know, that was <laughs> that was not an effective method of arguing with them. So <laughs> sometimes it's oh, well. just good to be right, though. Oh, it felt so good. I, I literally <laughs> found every castle and sent them a link back. <laughs> it oh, felt really funny. good at the time. This was a long time ago before we, before we launched the store. Right when we uh right when we put the new logo out. So anyway, it was a little petty on my part, but I, I was I was feeling a little annoyed that they rejected us. So anyway, so do, we have who, Jeremy. Jeremy. Do you want to read Jeremy's statement? I think you no. argued with him the most. <laughs> no, I don't want to read it because I feel like it's just a rehash of. An argument, not an argument. I never really argue with anybody. It's, just, he, it's a difference of opinion. I don't. Well, agree. I mean, listen, we can only listen so much to what Jeremy says. He wears socks with Crocs in the park, so uh, <laughs> that is true. That is true. But you know, he usually down, does. He? he he deep dives math, but I think the problem ends up being is that like it, it's only if you specifically eat certain snacks like and, and i the, the one thing i do not like which is why i don't do the disney plans because i want to eat whatever i want whenever i want however i want i feel like there's a wide variety of snacks though on the plan is I, it I everything like is, it, is it everything because i remember when my friends had the yeah. dining plan and they walked in somewhere and we were getting something and he's like yeah is that on the snack credit and they're like no and i was like that that's why i'll never get disney dining plans. <laughs> no there's a lot of things that are snack credits i mean you can get a and mickey a lot ice of things cream that are not. you get it oh no this first yeah, of all mickey ice cream no that's not what I want. <laughs> no, I, like, I, no listen. I never want it. I've never had it. I've never wanted it. And my kids have never had it. And no one, no one I can't in our family it, so ever wants that. Solved, but. I mean, okay. You're going to get hate mail from that more than your take about the losing points. So. <laughs> what do you mean my take about losing points? It's, it's the, the plaques? The pl- I mean, sure. The, the plaques, plaques are not going to get hate mail. I'm, it's going to be people are going to start a petition for plaques. You're crazy. <laughs> I think we might get people, if people want to get creative on the plaques, they'll start up with the, uh, the 3D printers and start doing their own. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, they need to be glass. I, I've already gotten on board with do, glass, Trevor. Yeah, that was a great idea. No, no, they gotta be glass. They have to be, listen, if you're giving up points, they have to be something that's like totally over the top. It's, that's worth it, is what you're saying? That's worthwhile? Well, it's, it's not gonna be worth the points in any, <laughs> anywhere close <laughs> to it. But it's got to be something that I want to put out and go, hey, it's like, you know, an original Disney stock, you know, 
framed. Like that's like cool. Or a cell. Or like I have a cell. Like I have a few Disney original cells. Like it's got to be at that level. When I see now that would be crazy. You get an original Disney cell, <laughs> and you even get to choose the character. They hand paint it with the number on it. Like I could get down with that instead of a plaque. I, I, I'm sorry, I totally derailed our conversation. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Because now I'm like, wow, original Disney cell. I, I feel like we should save this for a waitlist episode or something. <laughs> so, it's too far uh, gone. It's when it runs out of control. That's all you can do. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, Tom, right, let, I'll, let let you, re- I'll let you read this. Let me read yeah. what Jeremy said. He said, hi, listening to the show. And this was last episode. We had said that uh, uh, swapping meals for uh, snacks is not a good deal. Jeremy disagrees. He's saying quick service meal plans, $55 uh, you know, per night per person, right? And that's two quick service meals, two snacks, one refill mug. The conversion rate uh, for a trade is one quick service meal for three snacks. That means for $55, you can get a total of eight snacks and a refill mug. You, If you graze the whole day in the World Showcase of Food and Wine, you can eat very well on eight snacks. I don't think it would be too hard to find eight snacks that are over $10 each for a total of $80. It's not, that impro- it's not improbable that a group of five adults would save $180 for one day of eating around the world with a quick service plan, presuming you would not even listen to the end of this. And who is eating snacks all day? <laughs> Some people like to graze instead of you know but, having but a big there's meal. There's no way that that's gonna like that. You're not gonna like. You're gonna feel good eating oh, just no, snacks would, every no. day. No, because again, if you're doing this, you're doing it for your whole trip. So you're telling me that I got eight snacks a day every day, and I have to walk you know eighty miles a day. Well, maybe I, I think maybe he's just talking more theoretically. Not necessarily that you would do that. Well, but that's the whole point. Either you would or you wouldn't. I mean, if it's th- theoretically, they could give you a gold button for $55, right? But, <laughs> or that's a plaque. True. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> or a plaque for that. Yeah. He does make a good point about a split stay because if you that do a I split, would agree with. I like with, that. Point. If you do a split stay, you can get the uh, quick service plan for three days. So then you're only sick for three days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you're only <laughs> oh, too many Ill. Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> <laughs> Could you survive three days on twenty four Rice Krispie treats? That's not, I mean, if they're the really big ones. <laughs> I so mean, you, would you be sick? Uh, you could, but whether you well, would the be question happy. Is, could you... <laughs> no, 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 Trevor, here's the real question. You still got to do all the same stuff in the park. Okay? Like all so the rides you, and everything. All the rides, everything, the walking, everything. But it's only eight Disney had me. And it has to be July. It has to be July. No, it just, it could be any time of the year, but like, could you survive that much walking with eight Rice Krispie treats a day? Is it possible? Well, uh, I mean, I guess it's possible because, but would you like, you see what I'm saying? Like if you were home and you're like, Hey, I'm just not going to eat today. Like that happens. There's been days I just don't eat. Right. And I'm not sick. I'm just like, well, I I think what Jeremy's thinking is, you know, you're not just hitting Rice Krispie's treats for your your food for the entire day oh you could have a lollipop too You're well because right. because a lot of the world showcase places have they have different food that are classified as I, snacks I, right i understand and i've yeah. been there through that and if you told me that i could eat eight world showcase whatever Booths. during food and wine or whatever the case may be i can't survive on that if i'm walking in epcot <laughs> i can't like you, you're gonna have to carry me out it's not, not enough, enough calories, calories is that what you're saying yeah yeah absolutely not absolutely not well okay. if you want to argue with jeremy about where's this, jeremy has he been on have we never had him on have we uh <laughs> i don't think we have have we nope 
so. Sorry, Jeremy, if we forgot having you on. Uh, I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. I feel like that would be like a four-hour show, but... <laughs> Why is that? Do you think Jeremy t- uh, types a little too much out? No, no, no. I just think because there's a, there would be a lot of just differing discussion to have. Okay. That it would be just a, a rather long show. You're, ta- you're talking about this now. Jeremy's really going to want to come on. He's going to message us and be like, he wants to come on now, so... <laughs> yeah, but you, you know the the one thing for anybody that comes on, you know, going forward, like you have to submit a proposal that lists all your equipment and your upload internet speeds and and all of that these days. Yeah, Make otherwise uh, Tom is going to spend uh, you know six hours uh, fixing the show. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so anything else you guys want to talk about uh, about that dining plan topic or should we move on to the no. thing we've been talking about for seemingly forever what the space 2020 space 220 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the space 240 I, I get the feeling that tom is very concerned that he's not going to be eating at space 220 I, i'm he's concerned not gonna be eating there because he's not going to be at the park yeah mm-hmm. i'm concerned i'm not going to get to go in general but also i'm concerned that it's i you know this was supposed to open in like january like, yeah, but they, they are saying though that a lot of things are going on still at the park right i was reading again for, yeah if i'm just reading for what's on the web not that there's anything official that i don't know yeah, we have to see, right? So we have to see uh, what's going to actually happen if I'm actually going to make it there. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, if that's the case, are they stopping all work on it? Is it going to still open? Because so, essentially, uh, and this was like a week ago, it was there was basically, it's not, I'm not going to call it a rumor, I guess, but somebody said in a magazine, essentially, uh, that that the uh, restaurant was supposed to open in, is, is supposed to open in April. Uh, but are, are we really talking about cutlery? This is the, the our news is space twenty twenty, twenty twenty space two twenty cutlery. That's well, that's where they said the, that it was going to open in April. Was oh, in a goodness. food service magazine runaway talking... railway. It actually looks cooler than I thought. I don't care about two twenty and their cutlery <laughs> and what I'm eating knives like what, what sort of knife I can use to eat. Like that was cool when it was like Star Wars. It, I mean, what are we doing for space? Two twenty. Yeah. Am I getting late la- laser fork? Am I getting space, a laser fork? Space I'm forks good. gonna make their way into yeah, what's space a space fork? I don't know. Yeah, what okay. It's a, like a laser beam fork. <laughs> laser <laughs> cool. laser, laser beam cuts knife. the food. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um I- <laughs> So you wanna talk about Minnie and Mickey's instead or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? You're saying yeah. it looks cooler than you thought? Oh, one hundred percent. Did you watch any ride throughs or you just oh, avoided? watch that whole thing straight through. I don't care. Really? Oh, okay. So you think yeah, it looks why cool? Why do I though? care? Like, well, why do mm. I really care at the end of the day? Well, I know Trevor, you avoid those spoilers. Yeah, that I, nope. that just totally violates my spoiler policy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, I have a huge spoiler policy for television shows. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, like vehemently uh, opposed to it. But for a ride, I mean, I, I'm not. What, what's it ruining for me? I'm not on it. Like, is something going to pop out and be like, oh, like no. Well, so, like, I'm okay with watching. I, I just feel it, it like, I, I like going into the ride with that first fresh experience and not not tainted by somebody else's perspective on it, I guess. Well, and I watch them, I watch the ride-throughs, and I do not go into the comments at all. I watch it, and I'm done. I only watch one, I just was like, oh, I'm kind of curious to what it's about, and then I'm out. But I could understand how you wouldn't want to. I totally get it. But for me, yeah, I don't mind. I don't consider that a spoiler per se. 
Well, I mean, because watching it on video and actually experiencing it in person is, are two different things, right? So for, for me personally, yes. I mean, I understand what Trevor's saying, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it too. Yeah, yeah. I've I've only watched slight spoilers for Rise of the Resistance and only watched slight spoilers for Runaway Railway too. I've just seen little things here and there. Like I, I don't want to have the effect of the screen uh, turning into the door ruined for me. I, I've heard about that, but I haven't seen what it looks like. I want to see that. You yeah, know, you're, stuff- you're, you're killing Trevor here. What are you doing? Yeah. I'd- I- that's well known. You're talking about Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the That's right. I'm talking about Rise of the Resistance. I don't know what you're... T- <laughs> oh, wait. That ruins it, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so I'm just going to take off my headphones for about five minutes here and let you talk. And then... No, I so I didn't put anything on here about the ride, by the way. No, this he is... just told you instead. That was all. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what it is? Actually, so Trevor, let, let me kind of give you a little bit maybe more of my perspective, per se, especially when you're at Disney. So I'm going to ride this probably once, right? Figure mm-hmm. while I'm there the first time, I'll ride it once. I'm not going to probably ride it for, you know, probably a year. Just let's go with that for the time being, right? So what happens for me is, is that there's usually so much going on that I kind of want to have a little bit of a hey, this is kind of what you're going to see. So if there's something that looks kind of cool and you want to pay extra sort of attention to it, that that's kind of the feeling that I get for it. That's why I enjoy getting a feel for it, but not necessarily riding. If that, you, kinda, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, like, that... it, it gives me a little more focus. But again, like I, I get what you're saying. Just for me, I like walking into it kind of knowing a little bit more so I can kind of know what I'm in for, you know what I'm going to focus on, know what to look for, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's that's fair, too, because I know there's a lot that goes on in these rides, and, and you could you could miss effects or you could miss entire things because you're looking in the wrong direction. Well, so. And the other thing is, is too, is that I, I will tell you that when I watch something like that, like a walkthrough or, you know, a video through, whatever the case may be, I watch it once. And that's it. Because, again, that's what I'm mm. looking for, right? It's just an understanding. And then I'm done. Like, I don't watch it over and over. I just watch it once. I go, okay, that's what it's about. And then I'm out. You just want to know if you're you're interested in it or not. You know, like if you're going to uh, be Not even if I'm interested, just so I kind of know what to expect so I can yeah, yeah. be like, okay, you know, I'm looking forward to this. Or when's that part coming or this or that. But just once. Like I said, I don't, you know, dissect it like some people do prior to it. Just we'll watch it once. I, I've also I, I've one of the reviews I've heard of it is that it, it does feel like you uh, I don't want to say it's confusing, but a lot of people say you move through a lot of different rooms pretty quickly. And you, it's it's very like zany, like a cartoon. So you're it's it's almost hard to follow in a way. So it kind of knowing what to expect, expect ahead of time, I feel like kind of helps a little bit with that. So I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. What, what do you think of this uh, this cool merch that they put out? Uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So we didn't ruin the ride for anybody. <laughs> I. I like that train shirt. I I, think... I love the shirts. The shirts are very cool. I don't like that style. So for me, and not the shirt style, I don't like the animation style of the Mickey shorts. You, you, we, this is well known. So Yeah, that's true. Well, Not for me, shirt-wise, but I do think the ride looks good. Particularly, I, I, I don't think the train... The train doesn't look like it very much is in the style, but again, not knowing about the uh, the ride itself. Um, the... Mm. I'm just looking at the picture of the the one yeah, train one here. It's like built of all the different scenes that you go through. It's kind of cool. Yeah, to to me, I I think that's kind of a good uh, like it, it. It seems a little obscure if you didn't know what it was, and that's why I like it. <laughs> 
I, you know, the coolest thing I think about these two things is that they were designed by the by the Imagineers that built the ride, that designed the ride. I think that's the coolest part to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why they cost. That's why these ears cost seventy eight dollars. Ah, of course. <laughs> I don't know who's buying them. I'm not buying seventy eight dollar ears. But You'd wear them if you bought them, and where most normal people would buy them and put them in a box. No, I just wouldn't spend seventy eight dollars on ears. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that. That uh, Kevin Rafferty designed them, and he's a, a pretty famous Imagineer. But uh, yeah, I, no, I, I'm not spending seventy eight dollars on ears. Especially, I mean, the, the ears look cool, but they don't look worth seventy eight dollars. They don't even light up. Do they not light up? I thought they did. No, they don't light up. Uh, I don't. Oh, maybe they do. Okay, sorry. I they, think they do. They I have they little do. lights in them, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I have light up ears already, though. So yeah, you yeah, know, that's, that's it's that's, a limited release, right? Dude, that that is a lot of money, though. For ears. What would they say? Happy cabbage. A lot of happy cabbage, right? That would be what one is, of the what things they say. Is that your word? Is that your word of Did the? You ever, you've never heard of that before. Uh, this is your this is your phrase of the of the episode, isn't it? I caught it last time and I didn't say anything. <laughs> Dude, if you've never heard that before. I mean, there's a lot of things I say that I don't think you guys have heard before. Okay. I knew bees knees was the <laughs> bees knees was a tough one to fit in there though. Yeah, see, but that's, I knew that wasn't very, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, mm, yeah, no. So, <laughs> so do you she lose because you caught you? for me. Oh. Well, I, I will get way more creative if it's a contest. <laughs> right? That's, that's for sure. I think it's more fun when we catch you, though. That's, <laughs> I don't know. She, she makes them too hard. Like, I was like, can you just give me something easy? Gosh. For those that don't know what we're talking about, Damon plays a little game. Uh, it, really, he play, he's Katie. been playing a game with Trevor and I without even telling us that he's playing a game with <laughs> it's us. It's Katie and myself play this game. Yes. You, Maybe there's playing... even more games that I haven't even told you guys about. There's, what, what are you talking There's more? <laughs> <laughs> now he's just can making you fi- don't know. <laughs> can I fire Damon? <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's, he's uh, going to go back and listen to this episode 20 times and start analyzing everything you've said, Damon. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start getting a, a transcription program and I'm just gonna look at look at all the things that you're saying and figure out which ones don't make sense. <laughs> the bees right, so th- this next this next thing is is difficult. This path path less traveled tour. I yeah. can't even read it. I, I I'm just I'm so just. I mean, it's probably cool, but I don't know. Well, it's, it's a two-hour walking tour. Like I'm, I'm already tired. I'm sitting down and I'm tired. I mean, have you never done Keys to the Kingdom? I mean, that's no, like a four-hour walking tour. I've never done. I've done any tour. <laughs> I haven't you, done any you, tour. Neither one of you guys have done any tour. Nope. No, but I was just rewatching the surfing at Typhoon Lagoon, and that was awesome. I guess that sort of counts as a tour a little bit. No, nah, I don't a, think so. That's more. It's of a special adventure. event. It's not a tour. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I figure I'm saving all the tours for when I retire. That's what you do. See, like I, we did Keys to the Kingdom before we had a kid because you can't even go on that tour unless you're like 14 well, well, that's or the thing. Older. I still have a nine year old, so yeah. you're absolutely right. There's a lot of things. Like the the one that we would do would be the One Animal Kingdom, the Safari one. But uh, Wild you, Africa you to, Track. You have to be yeah. older for that. So yeah, yeah, you do. And a lot of the other ones just don't really pique my interest as much. But you don't want to be... go on the train tour. I, I mean. Personally, not really. <laughs> Listen, I know that I'm like one of the few people that want to go on the train tour, but <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, there's no hate about it, but just not for me, really. Plus, my I mean, kids I already would, did it. So. First, my kids would be like, "Are you crazy?" That's I, that's the key. Yeah. Is 
Like, I, I think that's where you and I are, Damon, is that we're looking at, you know, I can't take my kids on that. <laughs> yeah, but see, he, here's the difference, Trevor. While, while that may be the case, my, my kids might swear at me about it. Like, yo, this is... And I'd be like, oh, my goodness. That's pretty like, funny. I just, I can't, I can't go through it. How old is your, your kid again, Trevor? Oh, he's 11. So I'm, I'm yeah, hitting well, that point too. Yeah. Once you get to like 14 and 16, it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I, I remember being that age myself. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's different because our kids are never, you know, I don't know how you guys were, but you know, when I went to Disney and I got to go to the infamous river country that Tom's never been to because there's no pictures of it, of him. There, There is somewhere. When you find continue, it, you let us know. Continue. Yeah. Continue. I feel like it was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, I'm going, I went twice before I was 24, probably right. Somewhere in there, 24, maybe younger. I don't know, but let's just call it 24. I went twice. So it was a little different. Like my kids go every year, twice a year. Right. And it's great that I'm able to do that. And we're, you know, they're great family vacations. They're wonderful, but they're also then less awed by things. So to get them to do a tour, just, they'd be like, nah, we'll see you in two hours. <laughs> we're going to go do something else. And, uh, you, you can yeah. go ahead and that's that a, tour. You know, and, and that's an interesting sort of thing. I, I'd, I'd love to hear. Actually, I'll, I'll save that as a question. I'm making a note. I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to tell you. I'm just making okay. a note for myself. You're just making a note for, for later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, do you understand like how difficult it is to come up with like questions for the group? Like, I, I would love if more people started discussions. And listen, it's been fun, but gosh, I'm getting tired. Like, I need help. I need help. Send the lifeline, please. <laughs> help Damon. He needs help. Yeah. Well, get, get, ask questions. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing is it, it is a group. It's not, you know, Damon. We don't have any rule about Damon asks questions, right? Like, I do come up with some good questions sometimes, though. You do, but I mean, yeah. everyone else can bring up good questions, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I got we... one right here, though. I got one right here. <laughs> Saving it. Rainy day. All right, you save you save that one. So, can we go back to what this tour is? <laughs> the, the, oh, we have the, to talk about this tour. Oh, yeah, okay, the, the pathless traveled tour. I I've never heard of this, but yet it says I actually you haven't either. Yeah, one of the notes says a po- the popular a pass a pathless traveled tour. Disney's Animal Kingdom is returning in celebration for the fiftieth. I didn't know this tour was a thing in the first place. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't remember this tour, and we were doing the podcast the last time this existed. So I, I don't know how we didn't know that this... Unless someone comes back to us. I'm sure there's somebody that knows our old episodes better than we do out there. Uh, <laughs> I've never listened to... I, I've listened to, like, a few episodes, but not too many of them. Well, I've I've listened to all of them more times than I care to care to. Uh, but but that's because I have to produce the show, so it's, it's kind of part of it. I got to listen to this thing. Um, but but yeah, I don't remember this at all. I, I have no recollection of this, and I really like the Animal Kingdom tours. We've done, oh gosh, we've probably done at least three different tours in Animal Kingdom uh, in the past, and and they've they're all great. Uh, the, the backstage area where, where they talk to talk about the animals is, is awesome. I, I would do this tour if the other Katie, who's been on our show would come with me and my family. She could bring her family and then that would be, then that would be interesting to me because she would have such a unique perspective working from a different park. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> hmm. Well, Katie, Katie's got the call out there now. She, she knows. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not super it's interested not, in it's this. Not, it's, it's not all that pricey, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's, it's $69 uh, plus tax per guest. Uh, DVC members get a discount. Annual pass holders get a discount. So it's not too bad. No, not bad at all. Although this says it's starting March 29th. I don't think it's going to start March 29th. Um, but it'll start, I guess, whenever the parks reopen, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Mm. I guess that that brings up a good point is, you know, how much new stuff are we going to hear about in the next couple of weeks? What do you mean by new stuff? Well, because you know, the, like, is everything on hold or not? Yeah, are they, are they like the, obviously they announced this probably before they plan to close the parks? Mm, yeah, but are we going to see? Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering if we're going to hear any more announcements like this in the next couple of weeks, or if it's going to be quiet. I think That's... it's probably going to be quiet, personally. Yeah, well, well, I guess we'll have to see, right? I, I, I don't really know how this is going to work. I don't, I don't know if they're going to continue painting the castle. I don't know if they're going to finally fix the people mover that's been broken for a week. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw that, but the people mover has been broken for a week, um, longer than the haunted mansion. Everyone cared when the haunted mansion was broken for three days, oh, but no I, one cares. You know what's so funny though, Trevor? <laughs> Do you see like Tom like getting bent on other groups? <laughs> Like, he's got to go and get on other groups and, like, say, you know, blah, 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 yeah. about the Haunted Mansion. And it cracks me because I log in and, like, usually I get those, like, little Tom posted in this group, Tom posted in that group. <laughs> and I go and look. I go, I bet you it's Tom correcting somebody and saying, hey, you know, it's only been down for – it will be – no – it will be fixed when it's fixed. <laughs> that's yeah. That's usually my opinion. Is it's fixed when it's fixed. Except, <laughs> except like, you have a really vested interest in the conversation. Now. Yeah, are you really furthering the conversation, Tom? Or you just I can't help yourself. No, I just can't help myself. That's what it is. I didn't know you guys could see those. I, yeah, it gives me it gives I'm me kidding, so I'm much kidding. amusement because I look at them and go, "Yep, I'm going to look at all five of these posts, and it's all going to be Tom saying the same exact thing in every single group. It will be fixed when it's fixed. That's and that's funny yeah. to me." You, you know, it's more funny about it is most of the time people take me more seriously than I'm being on those posts. <laughs> oh, some of the comments are great. That's why I probably go to look at them because I'm like, oh, someone's going to be mad at Tom. Let me go look. Me go <laughs> Half see. the time I'm poking the bear, right? So it's, I, I need some attention, uh, not attention. I need some Ooh. like, I'm bored sometimes, right? So it's just like, I'm, wow. gonna, I'm just going to annoy and, somebody a little bit. <laughs> and, and everyone that gets on me, do you hear this, everybody? Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> it's a, It's a true statement, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, these guys! I, you know, it's not I, me. It's I, not I, me. I just so, want plaques for everybody, Trevor. That's all I want. I want plaques for I, everybody. I, I'm so disappointed in both of you. <laughs> for plaques? Thanks, gosh. Mama Trevor. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, you know, I, I have some fun uh, talking on some of those groups. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, what? I think part of it though too is I, I get uh, like really annoyed when people just say stuff that they just don't know anything about. Like they just say stuff, and it's like, no, that's not how things work. Like, you know, Trevor, it's, Tom it's, is probably really fun at parties. I'm just saying, I am I'm super fun, <laughs> <laughs> especially Disney parties. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. I, I don't even tell anybody, you know, I don't, I don't talk Disney anywhere except for here. It's very and, difficult because people can get very opinionated. Mm -hmm, I feel, you sure. know what it is? Yeah, I feel true. like, I feel like I will definitely stand a better chance at talking to DVC people. Like my daughter has a friend that they have DVC. One of my son's friends also, they have DVC and I'm more than happy to talk Disney with them. I, Just they well, have a different perspective. 
Yeah, like I'll I'll talk Disney with people that I know are are gonna be receptive to what I want to talk about, but uh, it's not. I don't know. I, I don't go around telling people I do a Disney podcast. Honestly, it's not something I'm, I, I advertise to people. <laughs> so, and it's not because I don't want to promote our podcast. I just, you know, it's just it's, not. Yeah, I get it. It's some like coworkers and stuff that don't necessarily have any interest in it. Kind of go, what do you mean you talk about Disney? <laughs> well, and then and then some people listen to it. and I'm like, I don't want you to listen to me on a. I don't want that. Don't do that. Please don't mm. do that. <laughs> I have to see you every day. I don't. I don't want you to to listen to me on a podcast. Well, that's their choice, though. I mean, it's yeah, not. It it's not like you're, you know, sitting them down in your office and forcing them to or anything. That's so. that's true. That's true. That would be weird. Anyway, <laughs> well, what well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let these guys talk about the Mar- Marvel Avengers campus. I am uh, starting to get a little shoulder sore sitting in this chair. I thought you were okay. interested in this, though. I, I am, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm like kind of pressing up against this this nerve issue. Like as it gets later at night, like it starts to get a little worse. All right, I'm, I'm off medicine, so yeah. Go go put a heat pack <laughs> on your shoulder or something. Yeah, go, need a heat pack, a bath. Go nurse your injuries. Exactly. That's what happens when you get old. I'm older than you guys. You guys will be here at this po- at some point too. <laughs> Don't It'll be remind like, I me. I coughed twice and now I'm out for six months, and that's pretty much what happened. As horrible as it sounds. That does sound I pretty like three times, maybe. Maybe it was three. Maybe it could have been four. It knocked me out for like six months, man. This is horrible. Yeah, well, actually, it's only been like five, six weeks, but I feel like it, it, it's turning a little bit of a corner. You get that like false sense of security when you're on medication. Then you get off the medication. You're like, whoa, this kind of hurts again. And then you go, oh, you gotta... the timeline gets longer. At least I don't have any trips planned. Yeah, I was going to say, this would be you, brutal. You, you have at least till November to heal, so... October. Or yeah, have, right. Yeah, I guess right. We have our yeah, we have our Polynesian breakfast yeah. for everyone. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is it's not like, you know, I, I want to be mobile at that point. Greeting all our, our fans. That will be that would be fun. We'll we'll rent well, you an again, ECV also, if we need to. What'd you say? We'll rent you an ECV if we need to. Well, again, I just I won't be able to wear a button on that side because, you know, it'll drag because my whole how body. Heavy down. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right fellas all, all right, right david I bid you adieu all right have a good night. maybe that was it you don't even know <laughs> bid you bid adieu that, you're saying it's so the here's the word? thing see see you know what it is all right so this is what i'm going to tell you well I, I made the mistake this time i'm going to have a bunch of them out there next time oh my goodness i'm going to scour for some very unique sayings and then i'm going to let her give me one and then you're just not going to know i mean along <laughs> with the other things that i do that you guys already don't know about <sighs> Just, <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> uh, go away, Damon. Get out of here. Go nurse your shoulder. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about this anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Let's, we'll talk about the last thing we have on the agenda, which is uh, amidst all of this turmoil uh, going on at Disney parks. They, I don't know if they decided to announce this as a distraction. It's like, hey, here's some positive news. I think this um, was just scheduled, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But because, obviously, it's Disneyland news, Damon doesn't want to hear about it. So uh, the mm-hmm. Avengers sure. Campus yeah. opens July 18th. At California Adventure. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, when's Disneyland's birthday? I can't remember. Uh, I should know this. I feel terrible that I don't know this. I feel like we should know that. Yeah. yeah. I should know this. Mm. I, yeah. I think it's the day either before or after. I believe. If it, I it's that. close to there. Yeah. I, I think it's like the day before or after. So 
Somebody can correct us on that. I mean, we could also just Google it too. But we're I'm do I'm doing that right now. Is oh you're go- yeah. okay good. <laughs> so it, we should July seventeenth. So yeah. See it's, there you go. Yeah. It's the day day after the yeah. So I should note that this is only phase one of the land. There is going to be a phase two with an e-ticket attraction uh, that was announced at D23 this year. So, but we're still a while away from that one. Uh, obviously, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they started construction on that one yet. And if it's an e-ticket attraction, it's going to take some time, right? So, uh, and if you look at recent history, a lot of these, depending on, we don't even really know what this attraction is going to be. And, you know, look at the Guardians coaster. It's taken, we were a couple of years in at this point, uh, on that one. And by the time it opens, it's going to be, what, three years at least? Mm-hmm. So, expect it not to open for a while now i do think the one that is going to open the web slinger ride looks pretty cool i i I think the coolest part about this is you're going to be basically kind of like spider-man and you're going to be able to like shoot stuff kind of think like toy story midway mania right where you're you're shooting stuff but by to shoot stuff there's no gun you're just going to like move your wrist like spider-man does and it's going to like shoot stuff out of your you know virtually shoot things out of your wrist just pretty cool. Now, okay, so you, so you don't actually have a like they're not giving you something you have to wear on your wrist. No. It's just so what they said is okay. I, I like this quote actually here. Um, this is from an Imagineer saying uh, that's that's working on it. He says, "Believe it or not, it's nothing to do with your hands. You get to reach out and you will sling webs with this ride. Um, it's an innovative technology that they that they created for this. It's a gesture recognition system." Uh, that's been built into the vehicle. It says 60 times a second, we're able to determine where a guest's head is, their shoulders, their elbows, and even their wrists. We're able to track the motion of your body so that when you reach out to sling a web, since we know where your eyes are and know where your hands are, we can render a web, a virtual web, coming out of the palm of your hand and right out of your virtual web shooters and into the virtual world. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I mean... Right? I, I was yeah. just thinking, like, because you know in in the void they do something like that where like you can see your hands in vr and i was thinking oh yeah you know just just reading you know hand movements is one thing but this is yeah this looks like it'll be something else i mean it's it's just think about it this way like if all you have to do is look at your target and then move your arm and it's going to know where you want it to shoot right like that's pretty cool it I, i'm just thinking to myself like on buzz lightyear i'm always trying to figure out where the heck my little laser pointer is you know when i'm shooting i'm like you see a million of them i'm like i think that one's my, mine right there <laughs> can you imagine if it's just like you look at the target and you just make a movement and and then boom that you know you've 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 shot you've made a t- taken a shot yeah right? it'll, it, it'll make for a much more satisfactory experience is what it sounds like because yeah like you said you, uh, even on Toy Story, um, you know, if you're if you're serious about playing Toy Story, <laughs> I'm very serious about playing Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to make sure that you know you you've got your aim right and everything. And it, it's, I mean, the, those guns have a limited range of motion, so this takes that entirely out of the picture. Where you know you, you get the satisfaction of, like you said, you know, you you look at that target, and you say, I want to shoot that target. You're not having to, you know, fire off eight shots to try and hit it. And I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I don't have the best aim. <laughs> it, it does seem easier, assuming it's going to be very accurate. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how accurate it's going to be, but it does seem like it would be easy if you just look and make a gesture and then it, 
it hits that spot. Yeah, right? I, I think it's less about it necessarily being accurate and more about that satisfaction with it, right? Because you know, yeah, not every, like obviously for for adults, you know, that we we have better motor control, but you know, kids are going to be doing this too, and you want to make sure that that everybody's able to do that motion, right? So that, that that's what it sounds like they're trying to accommodate for is that the system is smart enough to know, um, yeah, where, where the person is looking and all that kind of stuff and kind of helps them make the, the shot that they think they're making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. I, I, I very much like the, the way that they're using that technology. Yeah. It's, it's definitely really, I can't think of anything else that exists where you can do that. So, and and, it, and from what I'm reading too, it looks like it is going to also track your score. So you'll be able to know at the end, uh, and, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, see how your, how your pod or whatever it is, whatever your ride vehicle, how well your ride vehicle did, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just wondering how else they can use this technology. I feel like there's some other rides like, like the rides we mentioned, like, if, from a maintenance point of view, it's it's helpful too, right? They don't have to, you know, worry about those guns getting beat up, which those guns get majorly beat up. I mean, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Further to that is like any arcade is the those things just after so many button presses or whatever, they just fail, right? It's it's not even that yeah. people are rough with them; they just fail after a while. So I guess it's easier to maintain a, a projector that people aren't touching versus physical buttons. <laughs> yeah. I just think of how many times I've gone on Buzz Lightyear and, and my gun hasn't even like worked, you know, it, there's no light and you can't see where you're shooting. You know, it's, it's just, they need, they really need to do a major overall that ride. They, that ride is in bad shape. They need to at least give it the Disneyland upgrade because the Disneyland guns are a thousand times better. Yeah, I end up with a hurt finger uh, after after the you know like just from pressing that button so many times. I much prefer the the pull uh, uh, that that there is on Toy Story. I, I like that one better than just pressing that well, button over and over. Well, you know the Disneyland guns actually come out of the the holster, right? Like they detach. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I'd much yeah. rather have that. Yeah, they, yeah, it's way easier because then you can actually like shoot at the roof to figure out where your dot is, and then yeah, it's it's much easier. <laughs> yeah, that that does seem a lot easier. So. Uh, you know, in addition to that, so there's going to be a ton of character greetings here, which I thought was interesting. I, I, it, it seems like this, this land, at least in the beginning is going to very much rely on character greetings, which is kind of cool. Although I had to laugh. I, did you look at some of the pictures of some of these? I, cause here, hold they on, were cracking me. me up. Which, uh, which link is that in? Uh, there's a bunch see. of them here. <laughs> see. Yeah. I had to laugh at some of these cause some of these are just, they don't look anything like the people and I listen, I know they're not going to look exactly like them, but some of them are just kind of funny. Um, but they're going to have Dr. Strange. There's going to be Spider-Man. There's going to be uh, black widow, Ant-Man and the wasp, uh, captain Marvel, captain America, guardians of the galaxy, all of them, iron man, black Panther and Thor. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then uh, Loki's going to be there too. Are you looking at these Loki. pictures and laughing? Okay, Loki. <laughs> Loki is going to be a star. You you know that Loki That's is a popular one. He's going to be popular because the the thing about villains, especially one like him, is that they have a lot of freedom to to. Well, I mean, he's Loki, right? He can be mischievous all he wants, yeah, and yeah. I, I think people will really like that. No, I, I totally agree with that. I think that'll be kind of fun and funny, you know. So. 
I've been excited about this land, even though it's not having a Disney World. I wish it was having a Disney World. I, I, but when I go to Disneyland, I will be very excited to check all this stuff out. I, I think it'll be very cool. I do think I, I think you're right. I, I think Loki might be the most popular character greeting there. Yeah. I, I do you think uh, I would guess we'll at least get Star Lord and Groot and Gamora. Yeah, yeah. Well, they already do. They do that concert at Epcot. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but that's a pretty small thing. And we, we, I did mean when they were they were doing a Baby Groot thing for a while. We talked about it on the last episode, actually. They were doing a Baby Groot thing for a while, and Star Lord was there. And I was like, I don't really care about Star Lord. I don't care about this guy that looks vaguely like Chris Pratt, <laughs> <laughs> like just a little bit like him enough that they're like, oh, throw on this uniform and go take pictures with people. Um, I, I cared more about the the Baby Groot thing. Uh, now my wife cared a little bit more about Star Lord because she thought he was good looking. But oh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, anything else you want to say about this? We should probably wrap up. We're getting pretty, pretty. Late yeah. Here. No, I no, I think we're good. I yeah, I I think we we covered a lot this episode. <laughs> we did. It was a very informative episode for sure. Yeah. So go ahead and go ahead and wrap us up there, Trev. All right, for sure. Uh, so as usual, if you guys ever want to send us emails, you know, listener questions, comments about stuff you heard on the episode, you can find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, we got some great questions and comments on our last episode. And, you know, if you guys have stuff that you want us to talk about on upcoming episodes, uh, uh, we'd like to hear that there. Uh, if you want to check out the website, uh, that's up at welcomehomepodcast.com. So you can find our episodes there and, uh, there's a link to the, the store on there as well. So if you, you want to grab some merch, uh, Facebook, we are located at welcome home podcast and on Twitter and Instagram, it's welcome home pod and welcome home picks. Those both feed back to Facebook. So, uh, again, on Facebook is where we do most of our activity. And if you want to join the group, uh, we'd love to have you guys in there and come talk with us and yeah, like, listen to Damon's questions or I guess maybe help him figure out some phrases he wants to mess us up with on the next episode. <laughs> I don't like this game. I, I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like him trying to pull a fast one on us on these. <laughs> ah, it's, it's fine. Oh no, I, yeah. don't care. I, don't, I, just, I really don't care. I think it's funny. No, I, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, and yeah, as usual, we, uh, or, and actually to, to reiterate what Damon said on the group, since we hit a thousand people in the group is, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or any other service that you use. So whether it be uh, Google Play or Pod or uh, not Pod, Spotify, that's the name of that service that plays that's music. The, that's the thing, yeah. yeah that that service, know. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> great, yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, don't don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's available out there. You can find us. Of course, you know, just search for Welcome Home and uh, look for the one that's about Disney and DVC. Of course, as always, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions on this expressed on this show are our own, so please consult a DVC representative, a Disney cast member, for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to Nick uh, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Uh, he's a great partner of ours, and, and we really appreciate him being here. So uh, DVCResellMarket.com, uh, check them out. 
and you know before we go just everybody out there we appreciate you listening to the show know it's a tough time out there in uh you know just in the world and 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 with uh, especially with a lot of this disney stuff too and uh a lot of people are, are are having a hard time with the parks closing and and you know i think we all are uh sad about that and you know sad about what's going on but so please everybody out there stay healthy uh you know be careful and uh you know hopefully if uh if you had a canceled trip you can reschedule it for another time and and uh enjoy your vacation then so there's some things more important than vacation Trevor. So. there is absolutely but let's make sure we're all healthy first so we can enjoy our vacations absolutely absolutely so thanks for listening we really appreciate it guys um you know of course join us next time for more disney parks discussion more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awall the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.